Bonjour! And for the last time, officially, welcome back to Minus U. We are in the very last week of Minus U, which is week 21. Today's episode is called Love During Desolation, with an emphasis on the last word in the title. <laughs> I did not share much about my journey and my life from Florida back to Oregon, nor what came after it. But I'm going to share it here, and you really won't find this information anywhere else since it's kind of a painful experience to share. I am going to talk about what I encountered during this desolation and complete decimation in my life. Love-wise, life-wise, all of the above. This episode is very personal to me, of course, like the majority of this show, but this episode is the only episode of Minus You that lives only with me. This is the first and only episode that shares a story completely without Nicholas, completely minus you. I arrived home to Oregon on December 16th, 2022. I remember waking up alone in my new bed and my cat, my dad's cat was sleeping at my feet. It was so quiet. It was the quietest I had heard it in a very long time. It was cold outside. There was snow in the forecast, as, as well as ice coming in like a week or so. I saw my best friend just a few hours later. I saw my mom for the first time in months the following day. I, pff, hell, I even tried to download a dating app after Christmas, like the last week of December, just to give it a shot again. December was alright. It was depressing as hell, to say the least. Nicholas went on, was on a cruise. He was in Disney World with his family celebrating Christmas without me, and for some reason, he seemed to be happier than fucking ever. I did not have a good Christmas, and I spent New Year's Eve pretty intoxicated. Now, this is kind of expected after a massive breakup and losing who you thought was going to be your future husband. But oh man, <laughs> you just wait. January is when hell begins to rain down. The first week of January, I got very sick. I was sick for about three weeks, including hospitalization and emergency room visits. I almost had to have emergency surgery to remove my tonsils. January 6th, I was hospitalized. I had to have a syringe stuck down my throat and into my tonsils to remove a ton of pus from this horrible infection that I got. It was closing off my airway. I couldn't eat, couldn't drink. It was the worst thing ever. Um, actually, it was really fun. It was so fun, to say the least. My condition did not improve quickly, and I ended up having to tell my new job that I may have to go in for that emergency surgery. About a week and a half after my hospitalization, a family member of mine went in for surgery and got some pretty bad news. Some life-changing news. About four days after that surgery, I got into a horrible car accident and completely totaled the car that I had bought in August of 2022. A week after that, my cat Bingo went missing, and I found his body ten days later in a box on the side of the road. I lost my job that week, too. They fired me due to my car accident, my health, and my family member's health condition. Now, I bought a new car in late January, now without a job, and still having to make payments on a totaled and completely, like, totaled vehicle. This new car I bought was stolen from me in downtown Portland while I was out at dinner before a concert. I found my car five days later. It was not totaled, but it was completely destroyed regarding the fuel injectors. I did not have a working vehicle again until April. I walked into 2023 thinking that God was going to make my life awesome. 
I believed God took me from a place that was really bad for me, from a man who was not protecting me and loving me. Instead, Nicholas's life seemed to get exponentially better, and mine was decimated. No job, no car, dead cat, family member very ill, and I lost everything. Not only did I lose every dollar and every effort in a house that lied in frickin' Florida, I lost a massive amount of money after losing my job and these car accidents and incidents that just seemed to, see, seemed to keep following me with my inevitable bad luck. I was so angry. I would cry myself to sleep at night, wondering how God could punish me so much and give this man who ruined my future everything that he could ever want in my absence. When I, when, there was this one day where I was on the phone with Nicholas. We didn't speak very often, but we did, you know, a, a, on a, a few occur, a, a occasions. I remember telling him, I remember him telling me, wow, it's like you are right back where you started before you met me three years ago. And I was fucking livid. Nicholas sent me here and he took my fucking life from me. I sure as hell didn't want this. I was so mad. It took me a long time to realize this. But God decimated my life so that he could save it. God took everything from me to make me uncomfortable and angry enough to change my life and myself drastically. Fire is cleansing. Months later... As I reflect on these horrible months that followed my move, I see it. First off, I would have never left Nicholas on my own merit. God knew that. God took Nicholas from me because I would have never let him go without something as drastic as his infidelity during our engagement in our home. Nicholas was not going to be a good husband. He would not have been a husband that would have protected me and upheld me and give me the love as God calls him to. Sure, maybe he would have given me money, but money does not fill the soul. It doesn't fill a void in marriage. God took my new job from me because that job was to get me out of Orlando and back in Oregon. Once it served its purpose, God knew it was no longer needed in my life. He had and has much bigger plans for me. The same goes for my car accident. My car payment was very high. And frankly, I fucking hated that car. But that car got me, my pets, and my stuff. As much stuff as I could back across the country. God knew. My Jeep, which I had named Trinity, she served her purpose. I no longer had a need for my disliked 2014 Jeep Compass. God took that from me. My car was stolen, the new one. Sure, it took a long, long time to get that fixed. But I didn't know the fuel injectors were an old problem or a new one. I just know it started when I got it back from Elijah Eaton, the man who stole my car. It would have cost me over $800 to fix my car. And God knew damn well I didn't have that, especially when I was making car payments on a car that I didn't even drive. Even with smaller things. Just a while ago, I was supposed to go to Beyond Wonderland at the Gorge Amphitheater. I ended up selling my tickets because of my finances, but there was actually a shooting at that show at the campgrounds where I was going to stay. God took things from me to give me the life that I deserve. 
It may be a life without a fat wallet right now, but it truly is a life that will fill my soul and fill my heart. As God was taking a wrecking ball to my life to give me the opportunities to build me something amazing, I was surrounded by people that were 3,000 plus miles away from me for a long time. My best friend, my mom, my mom's new husband, my dad, my brother, old friends that I had not connected with in years, and a new man that came into my life. This episode is called Love During Desolation. So you've heard about the desolation. What about love? I experienced love more than I had been given in a really long time. I was alone for a long time in Florida. Yes, I had my best friend and a person I thought I was going to marry, but he was my best friend and only on my team when it was convenient for him. And when it got hard, I suited up for battle alone. Not just for myself, but for us. This was the first time in a long time where when I was suffering and I was beaten and dragging myself through the shit and the mud of life, I had people right next to me picking me up time and time again. I hadn't been picked up in support and in love in years. When I was crying and feeling sorry for myself for a multitude of reasons as I listed off as what happened in January, I had someone I love right next to me in the mor- at three in the morning on the floor of my dad's kitchen. That someone carried me to my bed and washed me through the night. And that person came back the next day too. He didn't have to, but he did. All of the times I asked, why? X, Y, and Z. Why did this happen to me? Why, you know, why, why, why? My best friend listened to my why a thousand times over. She sure didn't have to, but she did. When I got into that car accident and I lost my car, my mom helped me find a new one and paid for part of it. She didn't have to, but she did. I have seen real love countless times upon my arrival home. Being home in Oregon has been an uncomfortable experience. I would not choose to relive it again, but I have learned to be okay with it happening. I am okay with it because God has truly brought me to the other side. God is bringing me to new places, new people, new discoveries, and new growth every day because of what happened to me. Nicholas may have walked away with my stuff my efforts, and my given and expended out pocketbook. But I walked away with myself and with my fucking future. I'll be the first one to say it. God, wreck my life to give me the life that you want for me. Not necessarily the one that I want. I pray for Nicholas and for his family. I still ask God sometimes, definitely not recently, but I I ask God multiple times if, if that would come back to me. But when I prayed that, I also made sure to mention that when I ask for that, I don't want any of this back. I don't want any of this until until and unless it is meant for me. I want these things in God's time. Because God's time won't fail me. Like I said, I still ask God for things. But my ask has changed a little bit. I ask God to only give me things that are meant for me. I don't want to waste my time even if I think I want these things. God has taken some interesting opportunities for me, and some wild cards have been put onto my table and have left. But the ones that have stayed, they belong to the first deck 
that belongs to just me, just Madeline, for the first time in years. I look forward to sharing with you all my epilogue next week. So this episode specifically was written in June, June 21st to be exact. I'm recording this episode um, on August 13th. My epilogue is actually going to be written the week before it is released. So it's going to be truly authentic to where my life is in October. My life has changed very quickly. I have had crazy adventures over the months of writing Minus You. I have been really fortunate enough to write Minus You through two seasons alongside my growth. I want you to know, I want you all to know that Minus You has completely changed my heart and transformed my healing. Writing Minus You gave me perspectives on my years with Nicholas that I never ever saw. Minus You has made me laugh at myself, cry because of myself, and ponder these years I had with Nicholas that are now gone. It has allowed me to find a future that lies in my hands, a nod in his. Thank you all for listening, supporting, sharing, you know, all of the above and beyond. I wrote this for myself, but I wrote this for others that are like me. I look forward to sharing new chapters of my life with you. Yet, these won't be called Minus You. It'll be something so much less depressing. I guess I should thank my biggest contributor as well. So, to Nicholas, if he ever listens, I hope you come to grow as I did even if you choose to do it apart from me. I hope you find true value in your choices and in your people, not just in your wallet and in your portfolio. And thank you for our years. I miss you. And I pray for you every day. I hope you come to find your own version of minus you in your life, as the lessons that I have learned are invaluable. And, of course, to myself, <laughs> Thanks for following through on your efforts for the first time in probably a long time. The pageants did not break your efforts, even if those efforts remained sidelined for a while. For the last time, thank you for listening to Minus You. I will see you next week if you are interested in the epilogue of Minus You, which will cater strongly to this new chapter of my life. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope my lessons and my suffering and my love that I expressed in Minus You gives you a similarly suffering love, the wisdom that they need to save one another, as I wish that that could have, what could have happened with me. If you can, if your love is true along with your efforts, you won't have to write a Minus You or live a Minus You. You can live a Plus You, with you, or whatever you want to call it, with your loved ones or with reclaiming yourself. I love you, thank you, and until we meet again, adios.